Hey, this is Tasha Layton, and you're listening to Shine 104.9. Hello, Tasha. So grateful to be able to have a few minutes to talk to you. I know. So where are you at right now? Let me look. (laughs) We are in Rio Rancho, New Mexico today. Oh. And I am sitting in the dressing room trying to find a quiet place to call you because it's so noisy on the tour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to use this interview for the station I work for for Shine 104.9. So, okay. So, Tasha, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes. You're going to be here really soon with Toby Mac and so excited about that show. And it's so great to talk to you. And I have so many questions and not near enough time here. So to, (laughs) to start with, you know, you're a wife, you're a mom, you went to seminary, Good. involved in your church. You're a songwriter, singer. You were on American Idol, sang backup for Katy Perry, just to name a few things. I'm sure you've done lots more than that um, through it all. <laughs> I think most importantly, through it all, you've you've remained in your walk with Christ. So yeah, basically your story, you were doing church work, and one day you decided you want to sing outside the church, and next thing... You're on stage with Katy Perry, so <laughs> is it really that easy? <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's it's you know it's so crazy. I I actually I would love to share that story. I was a young adults pastor at a church in California, and some of the folks were auditioning for Idol, and had asked me, "Hey, you want to come do this with us and hang out in the line?" And you can't hang out in the line unless you sign up. <laughs> so I was like, "Man, there's you know." 14,000 people come into the Rose Bowl and they're only choosing 300. Nobody's making it here Mm -hmm. in our group. And I was like, there's no way we're going to make it. And we were just having fun. I didn't take it seriously. I had never really wanted to do a show like that. And I got past the first round and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, now what do I do? (laughs) So then um, I ended up on the first season with Tori Kelly and Lauren Daigle. That's how we all met. Whoa. Wait a minute. We were all in Hollywood week. Wait just a minute. You were on the same the same uh, season with Lauren Daigle and Tori Kelly. Whoa. Tori Kelly, yeah. How crazy is that? We all met in Hollywood week and (laughs) I think they cut Lauren the first day and I was thinking, Man, y'all like she's got star quality. I I was like, (laughs) I wonder why they cut her. Um of course, she didn't sound exactly the same as she does now. You know, it's like we've all grown so much over the years. But um, I, I thought they were silly for cutting her. I was like, wow, this is like, this is a dumb move on your part, American mm-hmm. Idol. And then uh, Tori Kelly and I, I think I think we made it to top 60 right before the voting rounds. And when I left the show, I thought something about that felt really natural. And I told my pastor, I was like, I think I might be supposed to do doing something outside the church as well as working in the church. And he said, oh, Tasha, I've known that for years. I've just been waiting for you to figure it out. (laughs) And so um, I just started praying to that end. And, you know, I just worked at a little church, so I didn't really have any connections to anything in the secular music world at all. And um, turns out Katie's manager had seen me on Idol and gotten my information and called me when she was looking for a background singer. And they called one day and they said, hey, can you be here in 20 minutes? And I was like, yeah. And so I learned the song on the way um, in the car, and I got there, and I was the last girl of the day, and I left for Madison Square Garden two days later. It was just a wild ride. (laughs) And so it really was. It was just a a phone call. They called you. Wow. How incredible is that? And so was that like a major culture shock? You're going from singing church songs, and now you're on this, what, world tour with Katy Perry and wearing pink wigs? and (laughs) You know, 
<laughs> I know. I had every color wig. I was every kind of candy. <laughs> um, you know, I think in some ways, yes, but in a lot of ways, no, actually. I felt really at home with people um, who were creative and also who were searching because I had gone through such a searching period in my own life. And I had a lot of compassion for just their searching and their questions. And I related a lot to them. So I, I didn't feel like it was as much culture shock as you would have thought. Right. Um, right. And I was very thankful for the experience because when I stepped into what, you know, God's called me to do now, I didn't really have any distractions. Uh, I already had toured and used in-ear monitors and had production experience. And so I really believe that God was using that to just prepare me for what I'm doing now. Um, and to ensure that it wouldn't be a distraction, that I could just focus on the ministry side of things, which has been really amazing. So how did God take you from singing on, uh, you know, more of a secular stage, I guess I would call that, um, to singing on the stage for Him? Well, I'd always been a worship leader. I'd always grown up singing in church, and I was a pastor when I started working for Katie. And so I never really... um, I saw it as a little bit of a detour, even though in God's timing and plan, it wasn't a detour. Mm. Uh, It felt like a little bit of a detour. I never just changed directions altogether. I just thought, oh, he's given me grace to do this for a time. And so um, at my, you know, four-year mark or whatever, I just really missed leading worship, and I missed singing songs that directly connected people to God. And so that's when I decided to move to Nashville and... I actually moved to Nashville to pursue writing Christian books, and then the music thing just happened. So it was just, oh. it's, been a, it's been a wild ride, and God being faithful at every step. So God has really just laid out this amazing path before you, but, you know, along with your, your joys and successes, I know you've also had a lot of pain as well. You've had, like, infertility mm-hmm. and depression, and, and so yeah. tell us just briefly a little bit about that and how God reached you in all that. Well, as far as the depression, I think I, you know, if I had known then what I know now, I would have had a lot more grace for myself. Some people, even physically, genetically, are more predisposed to that. You know, our bodies hold trauma. And so it's like if your grandfather or grandmother had an issue, uh, chances are, you know, like the Bible says, um, it gets passed down from generation. And so Mm -hmm. there are things that I wish I had known then to just kind of give myself a break. Mm -hmm. Um, But my depression, I thought, had stemmed from some church hurt that I had, but essentially when I really got down to the root of what was going on, and it took a process to get me to get to the root, um, I found out that, you know, there are subtle things, and sometimes not so subtle things, when we're children, that at times really influence, um, mm. you know, how we see God and ourselves in the world. And I needed to get back to the root and find out where it all started so that I could dig that root. Because if you get, if you don't get the root, you know, it's like stuff just keeps cropping up. You can cut it down all you want, but if you don't pull that root out, it just keeps cycling. So oh, yeah. I really needed to do that. So I, I went to a counseling place and they helped, you know, use some psychology to get to the root, but then we let the Holy Spirit do the healing and the work. And it was a beautiful process. I actually wrote a book about it called Boundless. Oh. And it's the process God and my therapist took me through to get me free. And I try to get everybody who, you know, struggles with depression or anything like that to read it because it's um, a very powerful process that was different than any counseling I had ever experienced and was really effective. The Lord really changed me through that. Wow. Okay. So that's called boundless, right? 
So, you know, you really hear about your rescue story in your songs. You can really hear you singing from your heart, you know, songs, Look What You've Done mm-hmm. and Never. I got to tell you, too, when uh, whenever Never comes on in the car, when my daughter's with me, we start singing that song. I'm like, that song should be on the greatest. Oh. It should be on the greatest showman. It just reminds me of a song oh, that would be it. on this big Broadway stage. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so funny because, you know, there are song, there are things thematically that are similar to the greatest showman. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's even a song, I think, called Never On There, yeah. but it's so funny because the people I wrote it with, we they had never seen the movie or anything when we wrote <laughs> it, but um, I think there is a cinematic quality to the music that Keith, my husband, and I have made over the last few years um, that certainly, you know, I do have a little bit of a musical, choral background, and I think that's coming out in some things, and I, maybe I didn't expect it to be coming out so much, but it is, and so I like it, though. I, I love um, that big ballad, you know, song and the, the cinematic quality to it. I love that. And so I welcome any any uh, people likening my songs to that. I, I welcome it. It's awesome. So are those are those two songs in particular, are those uh, are, are, are those kind of representative of your rescue story? Absolutely. I mean, look what you've done is my testimony in a song. I mean, it's it's everything that God did in that time of counseling and deep inner healing and work. And it, it's really a song that encapsulates what God has done in my life. And I'm so, so grateful that it's been an anthem for so many people. And um, the stories I hear are just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now you're married and you have a couple of kids now. So God mm-hmm. healed you from infertility. How many kids do you have? Yes, we have two kids and... Uh, that story is a beautiful one about God healing us. Uh, we were in Africa and my husband's infertility had to do with a back injury and God healed his back during a worship service. And it was just really powerful. But um, our son is on, is six and our daughter is almost four and they are just amazing. Woo-hoo. And so you're going to be here soon with the Toby Mac Hits Deep Tour. Do you bring the family with you? <laughs> yeah, we usually that? do. Yeah, we we bring them a lot. Actually, I prefer to have them with me on the road. We usually tote them behind in a in a giant RV behind the bus. <laughs> but um, with the routing it being West Coast, you know, it's a little bit tougher travel. And I I do like for them to have some consistency yeah. um, of home as well. And so there'll be a few weekends they're not with us, and then the other times they're out with us. So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, and they need their mama. No doubt about that. Exactly. Exactly. So, so tell us a little bit about the show. What can we expect? We are so excited. Oh, I am so excited, too. I, You know, I love the Hit Steep Tour. It's one of my favorite tours. And I do think it's one of the best tours in the industry in reference to the culture of the tour. Everyone is in unity and there's so much family um vibes backstage and it's just wonderful toby is a great leader and he's very pastoral and so super excited for the tour to come to you guys i think um, there are a lot of new arrangements of songs in pretty much everyone's set there's some new arrangements and new songs and so um really excited about that so tasha as we're wrapping things up here are there any final words you want to leave with our listeners and with those that you know are your big fans I would say just to tell people to trust the Lord, because, you know, when we look with our natural eyes, 
we cannot always see what God is doing and that He's working while we're waiting. And I would just encourage people, try to see with your spiritual eyes and not your natural. Don't go by what you see in the natural. Try to know that there's more that we can't see than even the things that we can see and that God is working and moving on your behalf. Amen. Those are awesome words to remember. Thank you for that reminder. Okay, have, have a, a good blessed, day. You too. Thank you. Shine 104.9.